0: you're listening to the cars of carlisle network podcast episode number 117 featuring mr regular of regular car reviews cars of carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even
1: across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, learn what metaphors, central PA references, witty car reviews, and a Ford Falcon all have in common with this week's guest. Meet Mr. Regular, the online host of Regular Car Reviews viewed by thousands on his YouTube channel. Since 2012, Mr. Regular has been writing, editing, producing, and publishing real-world assessments of vehicles ranging from a 1976 Chevy Chevette to a 1970 Deuce and a half. It's time to talk to the guy who popularized the phrase, truck tank, bro. So, let's get red up!
0: Hello and welcome back Cubers to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren, and it is, as always, just great to have you back with us again this week. Let's get right to it, and it's now time to talk with YouTube sensation, Mr. Regular. Hello Cubers, this is Darren, and I have Brian from Regular Car Reviews on. Regular Cars is a extremely popular YouTube video uh, ch- channel, I'm sure most car guys, car people, I should say, have seen it. Brian, thanks for taking some time on a Tuesday afternoon to hang out with our listeners.
2: Thanks for having
0: me. Well, you were saying
2: uh,
0: you had a, had a sh- an anecdote to share. Let's start with that.
2: Oh yeah, we were supposed to start earlier, uh, but own an old car, you will never stop repairing it, and. You can't tell when the next picture is going to come. So, um, uh, some people know, uh, who follow RCR, but if you're just meeting me for the first time, the mascot of my YouTube channel is a 1960 Ford Falcon <laughs> and it has a Fox body driveline swap. So the only thing that are, that's really left from the Falcon is the body, uh, engine, transmission, driveshaft, rear end, and all the stuff that makes it go and most of the electrics have been replaced with like '90s stuff. So as I learned, I've never, I never sort of, I never did a full build before and I wouldn't have been able to do it without a very good garage. Give a plug out to Bruce Hens garage in Hamburg, Pennsylvania.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. They, uh, a very big Mustang guy. And for those people who go to Carlisle, they probably know him, especially from everybody at at Ford nationals. So, uh Bruce just told me what to do about the parts, and he said, turn this wrench, turn that, and do that. And, of course, he did the hard stuff like welding. Anyway, so, but I found, like, okay, uh, you want a 302 engine. Great. Now you're going to need a transmission that's certainly going to break anything from the 60s, aside from, like, truck transmission. So you have to put a bigger transmission in. Put the bigger transmission in, uh, then you're going to have to cut the – uh Transmission tunnel makes some room for it. Fine. Now you got a bigger engine transmission. Now you need a bigger drive shaft. Okay. <laughs> well, if you have a bigger drive shaft, it's not going to hook up to that dinky rear end that was designed for cars like that were never meant to go faster than 50 miles an hour.
1: Right. So it
2: has the rear end out of a 98 Ford Explorer. <laughs> um, I know it could be, I know it could have been like Mustang GT or any of those 8.8s, but that's where mine came from. So I get I get disc brakes, and I get uh, Ford's version of limited slip, which I believe they call Ford True Track.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so now you have a big, heavy rear end, and you're going to need bigger shocks. <laughs> you can't... What I learned was that even though the first-generation Mustang and Falcon are, quote, the same car, or rather, second-gen Mustang, or, or second-gen, first-gen... Mustang second-gen Falcon,
1: mm-hmm.
2: they are essentially the same car. The angle of the leaf spring mounts are at slightly different positions. So you can't take heavier Mustang shocks from like a Mustang GT and put them on a 1960 Falcon and they're not going to line up. The best we could have done is a is shocks from a Falcon Sprint. They're not enough, so you need a helper spring. Uh, any sort of auto 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 supplier sells kits. Ours came from Advance, and they're uh, a big, heavy spring that just kind of just bolts to your existing spring and just helps it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're starting to encroach on your wheels, <laughs> and you have to. 'Cause now you got these perches that are lower than than the shackles and lower than the front mounts of the leaf spring. What happened was after about a year, those perches started to walk on the leaf. And all they are is uh, slabs of one eighth inch steel with holes drilled into them that you bolt that you, you bolt like a little like a sandwich thing with, with Piece of like a U. I don't. What's the name of that piece of hardware? It's it's like a. It's not all thread. It's, it's 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 just a threaded dowel that's bent in two nineties that okay. makes a U, and it just goes up. Is there a name for that?
0: Uh, it's escaping me. If there is, and I'm sure there is.
2: Like yeah. a U, like a U joint. Uh,
0: bone. U-joint you know, bolt kind of thing, but yeah, yeah.
2: So that's the only thing that 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 holds it on. You just torque it down like crazy. Well, bunch you, you know that thing moving up and down for two years it starts to walk toward the wheel, and that's, that that slab of metal that's holding up to the bottom is just is just rectangle. So it gets closer and closer to the wheel, and then. It was taking, I'm driving along. We have four people, we have four people, including myself, in the car, and you hear this like scrape, 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 donk, 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 as we're driving. Like that, that, that's a new noise, (laughs) and it's got some bass to it. (laughs) So you get underneath, and you see that that piece of metal on the helper spring mount has been like a lathe taking chunks out of the wheel weight.
1: Oh, and man. just
2: and has and has now worked its way through the wheel weight and starting to scrape the inside of the wheel. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Well yeah. thank good it hit that wheel weight. That's just lead.
1: Right,
0: exactly. Um
2: so take that off, uh, take it to my garage, say here balance it and take a look at that wheel weight and have a chuckle. So they had a chuckle. So they did, they called me up and said they were done. So I ran back out. Uh just before this, picked it up, came back, put it back on the car. Oh, there's a postscript in the middle of that. I um, I was there on the bench on the uh, bench uh, grinder, grinding uh, the sides of that square piece of uh, steel,
1: mm-hmm.
2: grinding the 90s out of it, making it nice and curved and beveled. So if it does walk again, <laughs> I gained like an an extra. I think I gained uh, almost a half an inch worth of Clara, Wow! So, if it does walk, I got a little extra time now. Uh, so, uh, if there's a moral to this whole story, it's custom car custom problems. <laughs>
0: right. Exactly. Well, I know. Let's talk a little bit more yeah. about the Falcon because I know that's a that's a beloved project, and you had you had reached out through your Patreon, and and uh, in addition to you and and the Roman doing some travel and. And instead of the cars coming to you, mm-hmm. going to the cars were possible and getting out of uh, central Pennsylvania to do some of that. Um, mm-hmm. I know that the, the Falcon was a, a realization, basically put it out there, was kind of manifestation came back and you were able to uh, put this together. I mean, do you want to talk a little bit about that, how that process all worked?
2: Well, I wanted to join everybody else uh, who had a neat car, mm-hmm. an older car, Uh, I always wanted a a friend of mine, Melanie, she had a, her dad gave her a, gave her, I was so jealous of this. (laughs) I graduated high school in the year 2000, and her car senior year was a 66 289 Fastback Mustang.
0: That's a nice gift.
2: How cool was that?
0: Very nice gift.
2: Because her dad was a Mustang guy, and like, here's a car. And it was neat for about a week, and then she hated the stupid thing, because, I remember we were both in marching band and I would always get rides home from her. Cause my house was on the way and I didn't have a car, but I had my parents' van, like mm-hmm. when I could borrow it, a 94 Dodge Caravan <laughs> anyway. But she told me the truth about living with a classic car. And I learned it one day. It was kind of foggy. Uh, she said, look, this is a chilly day. I think we get three cranks to start this car, and then it floods. And we had three cranks, and it didn't start, so then we just had to sit there. Mm. And then then we finally got it started. And uh, the Frosters in 1966 weren't what they are today.
1: No.
2: So she didn't want to mess up the windshield, so we didn't wipe it clean we just waited until those two little weak breezes of air coming out on either side of the mono speaker in the front of that started to make two little portholes for us to look through. So we're driving on on Highway 61 with our little portholes in the front of this. Thankfully, we knew where we were going, but for like the first two or three miles, it's like, we're in a submarine
0: here. Well, when I'm ahead I of laugh, Ryan, just because when you said that, what came to my mind uh, was Jeremy Clarkson when he was describing uh, 80, 1980s era Lamborghinis, and he said it's essentially two people behind the dash, just lightly puffing through a straw, and that's I, I mean, that's it went through yeah. my mind. So yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and then when I when I got my Falcon, I, I, I didn't I didn't take appreciative. I didn't appreciate how the leaps that cars made from probably 19 uh, like 1978 to like 1982 mm-hmm. worldwide for me was one of the biggest jumps and I think I think the C4 the C4 Corvette in 84 was probably the big thing that really brought American cars you know back from the 70s. Right. Sure. Like, hey, things are getting modern now. Because I got into that Falcon when I first got it, when it was all stock. and you can't go, you can't steer, you can't stop, and there are no amenities. Right. I don't even get side mirrors. I don't get reverse lights. Nothing. <laughs> uh, so that's what kicked off the whole customization process. I thought we could get this old car, and because our show is regular car reviews, like, we're going to buy a regular car mm-hmm. from, 40 year, from 50 years ago, and mm-hmm. now it's 60 years ago. Sure. And just say, hey, can regular cars of yesteryear, can you still drive them as regular cars today? Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer really is no. The world has gotten too fast. Yeah. And uh, drivers have gotten way too distracted. That's
1: uh, a really good point.
2: With those old cars, with their recirculating ball steering, there is no evasive maneuvers in them. You know, you're driving on the highway, it's almost a, <laughs> I know it's not this, but it's almost a full turn. <laughs>
0: oh that steering wheel will change lanes right right no i understand Hmm. i understand my first car i was fortunate uh my first car was a 68 mustang coupe and i i know i know what you're talking about in the sense of you kind of had to plan out your turns you you had to i always joked with everybody even though i only had a 200 cubic inch inline six it was it was weak compared to my 289 brethren and everyone else but uh, I would joke and say the only part that's really a muscle car is you. You got to muscle the steering and you got to muscle your right leg. I mean that was it. So it's I yeah, it. I get it. Are
2: you, was yours auto or a manual?
0: It was unfortunately auto. I I wish I had had a four speed, but no, it was it was auto. And uh, the the color wasn't exactly on the manly chart. It was the Ford Seafoam green, but I kept it original.
2: E foam green. I'm in front of my computer. I have to look at that. Yeah. I have to see what kind of, I can t- of green that is.
0: I, I appreciate your, your RCR very much because I, I like to live by metaphors and similes, and, and I, I laugh every time oh. I watch one of your – I would describe it as I'm looking
2: at it now. Yes.
0: Isn't it as gentle as the, the roof line of it, the interior of a school bus? That's what it's really like.
2: Uh, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, it's cr- – like man if that's how they came new <laughs> right i know it's like the it's like the paint is pre-faded for your and <laughs> pre yeah. for longevity it, right
0: it's kind of like a it's an advanced patina that you can get from the factory yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah that was it well Talk a little, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that most everybody that listens to this podcast, and we've got friends all around the globe just like you, um, but talk a little bit about when you got started with regular car reviews and I, I know in, in doing my research on you that uh, you had talked to a friend who was, I believe, a chemical engineer or what have you, and and, and you were saying, you know, what should I do, and it, you know, at a point of coming out of college where a time when it was... Uh, a challenge to try and find gainful employment and some things, and he said, well, if you could do anything you wanted to yeah. do, what would it be? So talk a little about you know, the, what the YouTube – I mean I'm not, not going to hit you with the dribble of how you make the money and all that because I know you've gone through all that. But just essentially – I mean you're taking a love of cars. We all have that passion. That's why I do the podcast and been doing mm-hmm. it over two and a half years and why you do what you do. But I think it would be great for people to hear how you've grown your business and grown your channel.
2: Uh, the, and there were, there were a number of questions there. Uh, I, know, I loaded it up on, uh, what, where do you want me to begin? Well, let's, let's
0: talk about what, uh,
2: you know, what was
0: that first, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to make a video cause I think you had, you had started with doing one just for fun and then realized, well, Hey, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll share this with other people. And then how that uh, proverbial rock started to, to gain momentum as it rolled down the hill. I think that, you know, that would be interesting for people to hear.
2: Okay. The first year, uh, I didn't even know that this could be a thing. I just literally did it for fun. Sure. Most people hated it because I'm just belching and farting <laughs> into the mic. <laughs> well, I love like, the colloquialisms was, too. <laughs> oh, thanks. The, I liked the idea in the beginning that, hey, no one took regular car reviews. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make that and think that people are just going to get car reviews of everyday vehicles that they're going to buy for their family. And then they're going to open the video. And then there's just going to be this disgusting guy talking in this voice the about everything. And then I'm going, to, I'm going to see dad or mom, like, try to find the volume knob or click <laughs> away really fast because the video is now turning south. Right. Um, so I got a lot of thumbs down for that, which was my intention. Right, And I got sure. some giggles out of it. <laughs> and then when I moved back to PA, I lived in Alaska for a short bit, um, which was a great experience.
0: Now, where were, were you? In Fairbanks, Anchorage, or where were about?
2: Uh, far out. I was on the peninsula.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Um, in a fly-in village. Uh, to get there, you got to go from Anchorage, uh, get a plane to King Salmon which is, I think, near Lake Iliam uh, on the uh, Alaskan Peninsula. Wow. And then from there, uh, I think our carrier for the uh, Lake Peninsula School District was Grant Air. Mostly you're flying on, like, a Cessna caravan. Sure, yeah. Or uh, Pil- uh, Pilatus P- PC-12, if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. And if you're not lucky, uh, Piper Navajo. Oh, my. And uh, if you really draw the short, short end of a stick, then, you- then you're in the uh, the, uh, the ubiquitous, Cessna one seventy two. Yeah. So oh, yeah. the Toyota Corolla of the skies. <laughs> and the uh, they're everywhere. Can't bust them. Not too quick. Um so, so so anyway, so I came back from there. You couldn't really upload much, like we had satellite internet, which uh it's about the same speed as like a dual IDSN line. Mm-hmm. Um, What bit rate is that? I think that's like 112 kilobits a second. Maybe we got more than that. Maybe, maybe one megabyte down, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh came back, uh, was trying to find teaching jobs and couldn't. At that time, we were in uh, this was local politics. This was during Corbett's administration. Uh, and I voted for him, too, because he said he was going to balance the budget, just didn't tell us how. Let's cut, cut education funding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he, I think he wanted something crazy, like 50%. Ended up oh. getting something like 20 but even that did some damage.
1: Sure. So
2: no one could really hire. There was Not that there was a hiring freeze. It was just like these budgets. school budgets just didn't have money to rehire teachers and people retired. They just had to pack the classrooms more. I'll get off my soapbox. Couldn't find a job. Um, so I worked a little logistics job. And, uh, I started making, and I kept doing these videos and after my buddy Tom told me to like treat it like it's a job, uh, I got monetized, monetized, and I started making more money from YouTube than I did from working
1: yeah. at
2: this job. So I just quit.
1: Yeah.
2: And that was five years ago. That was the last work for somebody else job I've had. Now I've had some others, uh, my college friend and I, Nick Roman, uh, when I brought him on after like year two, uh, that's when RCR kind of became modern because now I have a diff- now there's a different voice. It's not just it's not just the Scott thing. It's now Nick <laughs> coming into here too. Nick had wrote a few books. Uh, he was a better student than I was, mm-hmm. and uh,
0: and I know there's times uh, when you you'll write a full episode, uh, he'll write one, or sometimes you'll you'll collaborate. I mean, it, it all depends.
2: Yep most of them are collaborative Mm -hmm. most of the motorcycle ones uh are all me because uh, he doesn't ride bikes gotcha um doesn't really have an interest in them, so i do those uh he's been doing a lot of the mustang ones because uh he is an sn95 oh nice so he talks about them Uh, and now even from time to time he's been getting into light aircraft and people oh. have been offering us planes. Now, those you... those are those are surprisingly not the hardest thing to, to film. Sometimes it's easier to film a plane than it is to film a car. Wow! Because I learned, like on these small airfields, you can kind of do whatever you want. Now, do you um, guys... you can film it in any different way? You don't have to worry about looky loos. Right. Um. You're not, Of course, you're not really dealing with the general public. Like people film planes all the time at small airports, and it's not a thing to have a bunch of camera guys around. Right, just like and train by camera spotting. guys, and really, I mean me. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, do you, you guys say, have your you licenses? Say train spotting. Yeah, I it's, said it's, it's sort of like train spotting, where you'll see four or five tripods up against a, a railroad crossing, and and some guys out on a Sunday afternoon waiting for the such and such diesel to come by. It's sort of the same kind of, uh, I think, uh, group of people that do that.
2: Interesting, I haven't heard of that. Mm-hmm. All I know about train spotting is the movie. oh okay, <laughs> yeah, Which right. I know isn't about train spotting
0: well what uh do you guys have your licenses, or do you just get to go up and take the take the yoke?
2: We just go up and take the yoke nice. Uh, I but- thought about it. My dad was a pilot, he really wanted me to become one. I get air sick really easily yeah and getting a getting a pilot's license is a lot of you have to know math. <laughs> and I went to summer school for algebra, so um, so I don't really have any interest in right. fly a plane. I think it would be neat to get a helicopter license, right? But again, that's just more math, and um, I don't exactly know what I would do with a helicopter. It's just like, hey, it. I, I guess you can go fly it somewhere, but and land in a field, and now you're in a field. So great, right? Right. And, um, Yeah.
0: Well, coming back to the the ground level, I know that you would love to uh, be able to uh, secure some time um, at some of the abandoned uh, airstrips just in the the central Pennsylvania area in order to do some of what you're saying because then you could do true test reviews. You could do zero to 60s. You could do zero to 100s. You could do zero to 100 to zero and all the other fun stuff. So I know that's on your your wish
2: list. yeah do you know anybody
0: no i don't know I, I mean the only airport that i have any uh have had any involvement with is uh november nine or four which is the Carlisle airport but it's still
2: active as you know so yeah mm-hmm. but uh, i wish i could get i could get onto the kutztown airport and say closed it the only people using it they i think it's like lehigh valley health network uses the tarmac to just land their medevac chopper there okay as like a base, the runway is still there with big X's on it, and it, mm-hmm. it needs to be mowed <laughs> as grass. But the thing is, that air that airstrip has a dip in the middle of it, so <laughs> it's great for cars because then you can get that you can get that long shot where the car like rises up into the frame. It'd be cool, <laughs> but I don't know who owns that parcel of land, right. and I don't have the money for insurance or, or anything right. like that. Right. It'd be cool to find an air an airstrip where the owner's like, "Yeah, cool, just go."
0: <laughs> that would be very cool. Well, I know that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have done the full gamut on vehicles, and some that I've watched just in the last week or so. That uh, I mean, talk about Corvettes at Carlisle, and of course the C6 and the seventh generation Vet. But the one I think that people yeah. people know you by, I think uh, at least, is one of your more iconic, um, prolific videos would be the MX-5 Miata. I mean, you've done the NSX. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Westphalia, almost like home and, and some other ones are there, do you have a, like a top three and I, and this is by no means, uh, you know, pushing into a corner, but do you have a like top three of, of favorite videos that you made where, where maybe the, the quips and the wit just rolled while you were, cause I know you write your script and then you put the video to the script, but any that just were yeah. just so natural.
2: Mm. Probably the PT Cruiser, even though that one is twenty minutes long, because we just dive into uh, uh, what what I call it. I had this lesson I, when I used to be a teacher. It was it could be either one period, it could be all day, or I could turn it into a whole semester It's called the Cannonball Run of American Literature, ah. where we go from uh, the Enlightenment, Romanticism. Realism, modernism, postmodernism, modernism okay. which takes us from about uh, 1760 to uh, about 1960, 65. Okay. Although you can now expand that thing to what I consider us in now is called uh, uh, hyper-realism, where um, the artistic... The artistic movement currently in the United States is a perfect impression of what an artistic movement looks like, and it's hard to tell what's real and what isn't.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The also current political climate. So you know mm-hmm. where stuff is simultaneously real news and fake news at the same time. Mm-hmm. I know everything's spin. I get. I I'm get getting. I'm getting uh, sidetracked. But anyway, so I got into that. In uh, the PT Cruiser review, and honestly equated the new version at that time in the early 2000s of retrofuturism uh, in automotive design The mm-hmm. also, I believe, the eighth generation Ford Thunderbird, mm-hmm. and later on, even the uh, Chevy HHR, as they... Decided as GM decided they needed their own PT Cruiser. <laughs> Why they copy Chrysler? I don't know. So uh, that's that's probably my favorite written one. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite ones from the car standpoint uh, was a DeLorean that had an LS four in the back. Yes, I remember that one. Yes. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. That the guy one. developed his own, figured it out in CAD. Yep. The only crazy thing is that engine was hooked up to the Renault UN-1 gearbox, and he told me, don't floor it in fifth. You'll shred the gearbox. I've been through two of them. Oof. I don't know why he didn't try to get like a like a Tremec in there, but I don't know if you can mount a Shreddick backwards like that, and would it fit, and who knows. <laughs> but, you know, people have asked, can you LS swap a DeLorean in because that fixes everything with the car. Uh, right. Now it goes <laughs> and it, 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 it's, it's reliable and it's fast and the LS solves all problems. Right. right. Like the cheat cheat mode of everything. <laughs> uh, so that was a cool one. Uh, and also another one. Gosh, I really like the car. I think the the uh, the narrative itself was me just trying to find fault with it. Um, it's one of the un, un. not that it's unknown it's that it's too known but nobody knows really how much fun it is uh, t- uh, Honda offered a six speed V6 Accord oh. it was only offered as a coupe but for And it was tuned for 87 octane, but you still got 278 horsepower.
1: Wow.
2: And like, that thing's faster than an FRS. Um, It's, and it doesn't look like anything. It's a total sleeper. Mm -hmm. And then realizing that 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 makes more power than some of the muscle cars did in the early 80s. That's true. So, and you're gonna get like, 24 miles a gallon yeah
0: you're, you're gonna be able to do that Fantastic. road trip and still have some cash in your wallet.
2: yeah like just uh, ignore that, that so what it says and another one in that same vein like i'm now recommending people if someone comes to me and they say they want a nissan i say get a hyundai uh, but don't mess with nissan these days i don't know that company is not pumping out good products especially their transmission And Hyundai uh, Hyundai made the Genesis. Yeah. Uh, that you can get a six speed rear wheel drive. You can get 300 horsepower Mm -hmm. and you can turn off traction control. Yeah. There you go. You can get it for, I don't know, $15,000. And to quote you, (laughs) now
0: now you got a track day.
2: You do. (laughs) You do go nuts. (laughs) That's right. Um, and, and, and if you're in a, in a $15,000, it's not that much to you. Uh, if if you mess the car up, who cares?
1: Right. It's Hyundai. Right.
2: Um, uh, what, uh, what, I'm trying to think, a uh, trying to think of one that comes to mind. I'm almost going to have to cheat and look at my YouTube page. <laughs> okay. Because like, what, when I make the video, it, it, it almost like flies out of my head because I'm already like a week ahead.
0: Right. Of course. The
2: next one. Yeah. Think... Uh, let's see. Videos go chronologically. Scrolling down, uh, one that was really well written. But I, but I remember the writing process because that's the most. That's my favorite part of the week, and it's bummed out now because we can't go to our cafe and write.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, where we knew where we knew the script was punchy from the beginning to the end. And I really wanted it. Well, let's see, 1970s Chevy Nova. Okay. And it's not an SS. There are no SS Novas. Every single super sport you see is fake. They're all gone. (laughs) Like, everyone's a liar. It's never the original color. Uh, Just enjoy it. Well, that thing was half of me, like, kind of making an argument that, uh, the small block Chevy is kind of pointless in the land of LSs. It's it's just there as as an aesthetic, and I kind of got on like uh, American car culture. Like you you got to knock this engine off the pedestal. Yes, it's it, it it was revolutionary in 1955 and lasted. I think they were still putting Chevy three fifties in vans in like 2004 or something like that with uh-huh. throttle body injection. Uh-huh. And I could be wrong. I have to ask another someone who knows more than me. That was sort of an indictment of the Chevy 350, (laughs) saying it should be enjoyed for its noise and not much else. Right. Um, What else we got? Uh, The Demon was fun. Uh, That was me saying Chrysler finally got it right, because the Challenger up until that point, they were trying to be all things to all people, make a nice GT car, and with the demons, like no, this thing is a tire shredder. There's nothing else. We don't even care about handling. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I I could go on. <laughs> well, yeah, that's all understandable. And
0: see, that, that's I think you have. I mean, you've put so much work in, into it over these years, but it's an enviable position in the sense that. You get to you get to drive so many different things I mean obviously the Falcon is yours uh, you've put a lot into that mm-hmm. is there one of those uh, kind of that uh, uh, I don't know that that mysterious uh, creature that you'd, you'd love to have uh, parked in front of your place I mean is there a dream car yes. that you'd like to you know share with the, with the crew here
2: Ah uh, yeah I'll give you two yeah. one that I want to own. And another that I want to review. Got it.
1: Uh,
2: the one I'd like to own is, I even have an email from one guy who emailed him on the, uh, Craigslist. I would like a, 19, a 1962 or 1963, has to be one of those two years, uh, Ford Galaxy convertible. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it can be any color because if it's not, I'd uh, I'd wrap it. Okay. Uh, I like the uh, the Falcons fun. It is the right size classic car to drive nearly anywhere you want. And you're parking anywhere, but uh, having the big American boat is something I want to experience and, and learn how how that owns. And they're quite reasonable. I've seen some asking prices of fourteen thousand dollars. Uh, don't know what condition it's in. Right now, would you um, keep it? Sp- I've seen some.
0: Would you keep it stock, or would you uh, do a little bit of a like a resto mod vibe to it?
2: I believe this time, because I've done the resto mod with the Falcon. Of
0: course, right.
2: I think this would be completely stock. Okay. It would depend, though, because those things I think were still running C three transmissions with no overdrive. I, well, the AOD I think was the first Ford overdrive transmission. I don't know if there was a version of if if Ford had one before that. Do you know?
0: I don't offhand, and I, I don't want to misquote, but they
2: may have. Yeah, but. I mean, maybe if I found out that that three-speed with a one-to-one one third, you're out on the highway. Depending on what the rear gearing is, mm-hmm. I think that I think all those had eight-inch rear ends. I'm not certain. I haven't looked, and I, don't, I haven't done that research. Right. Um, perhaps. It would need, like, a gear vendors, something like that, to give you the overdrive. Mm-hmm. Um, another question is, would be cooling. Um, you know, some old cars can maintain temperature in traffic and sitting in the summertime. Some can't. Maybe an aluminum radiator with an electric fan. Um, but... I think that probably would be it. Oh, and I need I need some Bluetooth. You know, I, I need my tunes. So uh, retro sound is pretty good with uh, making uh, little head units that fit right in. You don't have to cut the dash or anything. Right. You don't have to have that stupid pod down there with the single dim sitting in there. It's all distracting looking. <laughs> so that, if I needed that, it would be that.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Of course
2: I'd get rid of any bias flies. I wouldn't run bias flies. That's stupid. If I wanted someone to drive around, I'd need right, right. whatever radials I could fit on there. I, I don't, I, I, I'm not beholden to having white walls.
1: Right.
2: Um, so something like that. All right. But having that said that I either have to get rid of the Falcon, which I'm very attached to, of course, uh, Rent, because I, I don't know. YouTube is great, but it's not buy-a-house money. Not for me. I'm still renting. and then I have an apartment, and I rent a garage from the neighbor. So, uh I would either need to make room in the garage so one car would have to go, and it can't be my Subaru because my Forester that films everything. So... uh uh, and I'm not. I'm not going to just live with a classic classic car. Melanie taught me that. That's right. So the Falcon would have to go, or I'd have to like knock on other neighbors' doors <laughs> and say, "Can I rent <laughs> your garage right, or right. something?"
0: I'm a garage broker. Yeah. And, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so what, that's something I'd like to own. That makes sense. And man. there'll probably be some if uh, at uh, uh, hopefully I need Ford uh, Ford Nationals. I think is in. If it's going to happen, it's going to be, I think, in August this mm-hmm. year. I'll be there mm-hmm. if I can. Good. You know, window shopping or something. That's fun. Uh,
0: car car Corral is great for that.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's so great for that. I saw a drop top Falcon with the 260 in it, especially on Sunday when no one's bought something yeah, and it's yeah. still there and you see those red X's over the price and it's coming down. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's my new test. I'm not giving you the new price. We're going down. <laughs> <laughs> Must
1: um, sell. Yeah.
2: Mm. I love that you guys have the notary right there because <laughs> it's Pennsylvania. Yep. Yep, that's uh, yep. So and cool.
0: uh, well, what would be the anyway uh, uh, the, the vehicle for the review yeah. on the show that that white whale that you're still looking for?
2: Oh. I don't know if I've even seen it at Chrysler National. Maybe there was one and it was it's 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 a car that Chrysler made in the 90s that was made to be destroyed. It is the I don't know if it was made in I I'm mean, in front of my computer I could get the the the, the years but it is the Dodge Neon ACR not the SRT4, the first-gen Dodge Neon ACR. What was it? Was it called? Was it called the American Club Racer? It, it was deliberately made for track days. You had the best engine. You had the double cam engine. You had the best in suspension. Just like the ACR, the like Viper, Daniel Tra- Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That. No frills. Yeah. But everything that makes it turn and go. Mm-hmm. That. Wow. Just. The, mm-hmm. That's what I'd like. You know. Good luck to me. <laughs> They were all blown up, and because that's what they were for. And now, uh, maybe there's a few out there. Um, I've gotten some emails in my garage of like, "Hey, there's one in Salt Lake City." Right. And I'm like,
0: uh, "How about a little closer?" No, I'm willing country? to travel.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, one thing so that'd be great if somebody that's, that's listening something. to this reaches out to you. That'd be pretty cool.
2: Yeah. So Dodge Neon ACR. I have to look that up now <laughs> see what years they did that. Probably all Alapar has that. Dodge wow. Neon ACR.
0: Wow. I hadn't thought of that uh, for a long
2: time. Dodge Neon ACR, what years? They're saying it made 150 horsepower with a curb weight of 2,626 pounds.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh... ACR Registry, um, maybe 99 or 98. Also, I think it was also available in four doors or something like that. Unless it started in 94. Oh, this is a big article. They don't offer me a list, but I see some there. Some are, have beautiful liveries on them. Neon, every word, is every letter is different on them. White wheels, nice.
0: Yeah, now I'll uh, I'll be rooting for you. And if anybody that's listening to this podcast can can find one somewhere between SLC and uh, Central PA, that'd be great. Reach
2: out to you. Yeah, regularcards at gmail.com. There it is. There it
0: is. Well, what about? Uh, I know that uh, there's always something going on, and you're you're um, like you said, working always ahead. And, and and but I some possible exciting things happening too. I mean, we talked just before we got on. On the air, and you were saying about, uh, you know, hey, this pitch pilot, and uh, without Mm, preempting, take it it from there.
2: Okay. Uh, YouTube is great, but can can RCR move beyond it? And uh, that's what our pilot is going to try to do. Um, We'd like to pitch to Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, whoever. So, with the help of a production house visual inclination uh from Toronto, we filmed a cinema style video. Uh it was shot mostly on a red camera at eight K. So you could the raw file you could play in a theater and there wouldn't you wouldn't have to upscale it. I was gonna it, say it that's, would look like this is a movie.
0: That's hardcore. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. We had to downgrade it to 4K for YouTube. Wow! Imagine that. So that's right. Uh, the the purpose of that to film it that highly or you know, that resolution with, even though we had a skeleton crew with everything, was to say to whatever studio, hey, you don't have to do anything. We already have the studio. We already have the crew. We already have the writers. It's done. Mm-hmm. We already know how to do this. So mm-hmm. here it is. Uh it would also be nice in that I wouldn't have to be a uh camera guy anymore. Uh, Nick right. and I could focus on just doing the writing.
0: You may not have, have that, write uh, the, that the uh GoPro on the forehead then. I mean that you lose some of the
2: <laughs> Right? right? Unless unless GoPro like w- would it I guess it would be up to what they wanted. I like the GoPro on the head. Yeah. Uh maybe we would keep that uh kind of go go do go in 4k now yeah um uh, they get really hot when you do it oh, I'm sorry. um but, but uh, it's kind anyway that's cool
0: that i mean we uh, that's what i like about it too we see what you see it's your point of view to the point of watching you turn over your left shoulder grab the shoulder belt you know it's like you're you're getting in the car as if uh you know you're just perched on your on on your sunglasses or something it's kind of cool
2: Yeah, I wonder why more channels don't do that. Maybe they think I own it or something like that. (laughs) But I'm the only one I see doing it.
0: Yeah, well, keep keep rolling. It's working.
2: That's the GoPro head strap. Buy it Best Buy or Amazon. That's right. Um, uh, We, if we did that, RCR would still continue on YouTube, uh, because. I wouldn't want to take that from people uh, maybe like occasionally there would be a week with nothing to just say, Hey, we're, we're out of town this week. Or maybe we do a live stream from a hotel somewhere. and say, Hey, we're working on something, but you know, what a problem to have when, when finally you have a, uh, studio, studio budget. Uh, and I think as we said, as I said earlier, our, uh, YouTube is great, but at our level it's not buy a house money right, right, rent of course. And money
0: and people have their opinions um, on things, but television is still sort of you know where it is and and where people uh, aspire to go in a way i mean look at yeah look at where i mean how car shows just in the last four years uh you've got an entire mm-hmm. network channel now because, based on all of it i mean it's that's the amazing right. Way.
2: So yeah, I hear it's you. It's not. It was always speed, but now it's speed vision, or well, there's that and velocity, and
0: I mean there's Motor Trend channel now. I mean, oh right, Motor Trend took over, so it's you know it, there's so much, and then you've got of course I'm a subscriber to Motor Trend magazine, so they can cross uh, cross medium promote, so it's. Magazine to the show to the their YouTube and vice versa. So it's a bit of a media conglomerate Once you get into that type of thing, you can really cover all the bases
2: The real question is would the traditional audience Unlike velocity or something like that What do they do they want to continue seeing like drag race highlights of which I enjoy mm-hmm. and and uh auto racing. Mm-hmm. Would they want to li- listen to two English nerds <laughs> spend half a car review talking about post structuralism <laughs> in the guise of a Chrysler K car.
0: Right.
2: Like moving it into that. And then on top of that film uh like, like no reservations with uh, Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's about cars, but it's really about people. It's about your youth. It's mm-hmm. uh, half of these videos, and I've been, you know, read it like the joke. Half of it is just love letters to the nineteen when, nineties <laughs> when we grew right. up. Right.
0: Uh,
2: We're, yeah. Um, would they want that? Would it? Uh, and we sort of cite Top Gear, especially in the later years, it stopped being a car show and it became a travel show, uh, especially now when they did uh, the Grand Tour. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, of course, of course. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there would be a niche. I mean, it's. I honestly have to, when I'm watching RCR on YouTube, there are times when I'll have to go back, I'll do the 30-second back, 30-second back, to catch a nuance, or... You know, being a Central Pennsylvanian, I pick up on a lot of the the colloquialisms and such. But there are um, current culture references or something where I'm a bit older than you, and I'll go, "Huh?" And I've got to go look that up. Like, ah, you know, and to me, I, uh, like, yeah. I like the challenge of that. I mean, in the sense that I I love the kind of the uh, the headiness of it, and you got to you got to be sharp. You got to be with it. It's almost like listening to a Dennis Miller act. Um, you got to be on your game and be somewhat, yeah. somewhat well-read and uh, know your modern uh, culture as well as what's happening in current affairs to get each of the jokes. And, and that, I think that's part of what makes your show unique. And to your question, I think it would be a niche audience that would say, oh, my gosh, I can't get enough of this. And I And I have to actually go back and pick up – oh, I picked something up the second or third time that I didn't the first time. So – there's uniqueness in your writing that I think uh, would it be pedestrian that everybody would like it? Maybe not, but I think there would be those that would right. be of loyal following. Certainly.
2: Yeah. You certainly see people in the comments where they go, why don't you just talk about, why just talk about the car <laughs> and you know, YouTube comments are like the lowest rung, but, you know, there are a million other people. Go watch Doug DeMuro if you want right. to hear someone talk about the car or, right. or or any of the other channels, really.
1: Right.
2: Um, this is like the – it's so strange. Like, we started as the anti-car review, and after about five years, we became one of the authorities on them. Mm-hmm. Well, I right?
0: know that you, you had changed through your approach to things where you would put – 93 Accord or whatever, or whatever. I'm just using it arbitrarily, but and then you would have people that are in the market for a particular vehicle. Vehicle, as you said at the beginning of the show, they go in and start listening to it. Like, what do I need to know in order to uh, pursue and, and procure this vehicle? And then they realize, whoa, 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 what, what happened? We're, we just got off an exit that I'm not familiar with, and and that's kind of the yeah the shock factor. And I think you've said this before. For every one person that goes, whoa, I'm backing out of this, I don't want any parts of it, you've probably picked up two or three people that it resonates with and they say, man, I'm subscribing, I'm a fan, I like this.
2: Oh, thanks. Uh, Yeah. Um, Lately, I mean, the the grotesqueness of the reviews lasted from about season one. It's not really seasons anymore. Now we go by years, but... uh, Went for about season one to season, I don't know, four of RCR. And and after that, uh, my life became more stable. And uh, as I knew that I can continue as a writer, a content creator, we got hired to do some consulting work and some writing work for other people. Uh Because of writing the car reviews, the stress of making rent and the uh, anger at what I thought was a wasted college uh career because mm-hmm. you know i'm not i wasn't really using it, and then looking back now, realizing that oh, I kind of am now and so, put simply, I'm not angry. <laughs> I'm not angry and frustrated anymore. Sure. So the the grotesqueness kind of left the review, and like 80% of it went away. Mm-hmm. So people say, oh, we want that back. But, you know, like a band, you know, but pretending they're still punk or... <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's an old Calvin and Hobbes about that. Like, Like old rock stars are now... Cajolionaires, of which I'm not, but mm-hmm. uh, you can't fake the funk. You can't, right, right, uh, or, or like a comedian whose whose act, whose life has moved beyond the the angry young man. Sure, quote a Billy Joel song, <laughs> uh, right? Uh, but is still up on stage pretending they're 19, but the lines in their eyes is it's not that it, it, right,
0: yeah. They're no longer, and you could
2: feel that they're faking it,
0: mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. The authenticity, I mean, there's if you're living out of a back of a van, uh, and then now you are actually going by Gulfstream from city to city, it's kind of hard to have that, that angst carry
2: forward, right? Yeah. yeah, that it, and you know, some fans. In a green day way, want you to stay uh, like twenty three forever, mm-hmm. and yeah. gosh, I'm going to be forty in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're a lot of that, the biological way, your testosterone stabilizes, <laughs> so <laughs> so you're no longer like getting angry when people look at you wrong. It's, oh, it's nice. that. That makes it, that makes for some great rock and roll, some great hip hop, and other stuff. Right. I mean, I still like the Wu-Tang, but you you, you,
0: you don't have that Sid Vicious you moment.
2: You out a little bit. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but and I guess I'm I'm trying to tell people that hey, it's okay to be a little bit more introspective, which is what the narratives have, have become now with, yeah. with RCR, because that sort of matters to you. You're trying to wonder what you know your 20s meant
1: yeah that's right that's
2: right and that yeah.
0: and do and uh, i mean metaphorically go with what we love and, and with cars and, and it's sort of the your life is that i mean to cliche but still i mean it's a, it's a journey and it's sort of the road trip and uh each decade is a little bit different and you've learned new things and passed more milestones and and all that and that's yeah you, you have to enter those new eras of your life and obviously yeah you know, your show is reflecting that so yeah
2: now i hear you Who was made maybe we'll start going crazy from getting cooped up and then <laughs> it'll get angry again the
0: gravel voice will Lord
2: be Lord I was i was oh yeah i <laughs> uh, just recently before this i was writing a little bit and it's okay i can spoil it i was writing a little bit About the uh, the EcoBoost Mustang, and thinking about how Ford was spitting on our own intelligence by piping engine noises into the speakers. Like what? You think we're not adults? You think we're that fragile? (laughs) That that you know? Oh, it's not a V eight, so. But you know, we don't we don't want to bruise your ego here. Mm -hmm. We know that you you know if if someone doesn't have a V eight. His friends are going to think he's somehow not a man, and then he's not going to be invited to, 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 to go out for drinks later that night or, or to, to be topical drinks on a Zoom meeting later. So we're, don't worry, oh, don't worry. We're going to pipe V8 with more throaty sounds coming through to, to, so you can ignore that you couldn't afford right. the five liter. Right. It's okay. We'll, we'll give you this throaty sound that's fake but and that's totally dishonest because right. uh, a a four cylinder should sound like a four cylinder mm-hmm. and and furthermore it's a turbo so turbos naturally quiet the exhaust sound anyway right. but then you get a nice little choo choo and a nice whirring sound you could feel that <laughs> but the whole and i like the the EcoBoost Mustang i think i'd honestly in most cases i'd recommend it over an FRS there's more power and you get a turbo. You don't get a turbo with an FRS. Mm-hmm. It may not handle as sharply uh, as an FRS. But, but you can live with it. Darn near close.
0: You can once we back but once, that, Yeah, once we leave our houses again, you can actually live it live with it as a daily.
2: Yeah. But piping sound into the speakers. Uh, this is a Henry Rollins line, but it's like you're spitting on our minds. <laughs> you're a dumb consumer, you're stupid. Who's the CEO of Ford now? I wrote it down. I'm actually going to call him out in the video. Like, do you you have that much contempt for us? Mm -hmm. Do you think we're that? Oh, and I'm not very good at freestyling this. I'm better at writing it all out. Mm -hmm. Like, we know that. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) so 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 that's it. It's probably just going to be negative from the beginning. Other than trying, I'm trying to like this. Mm-hmm, Right, right. You're, you're you're coddling your consumers, and do you need? A, who would turn it away? Are, Ford's not really in trouble. I mean, granted, they got rid of all their small cars, right? But they didn't take bailouts the first time. I don't know. Where do you think Ford's at right now?
0: I still think they're sitting pretty well. I just saw uh an article today was uh, saying that they're putting uh, the f one fifty plant is going back to back to work and they're they're keeping everyone at social distancing. They actually have uh some high tech things that instead of going in through the myriad of entrances now they come in through all the factory workers come in through one they've got uh a scanning gun that can read their body temperature from fifteen feet away and the c e o is saying that they're gonna at least get the F one hundred and fifty line back up and going, and if need be, they've got uh, they've got some cash banked that uh, they're gonna be all right. So I'm not a Wall Street analyst, but if you take it at face value, it sounds like mm, there's some stability. I guess you could say.
2: Well, that's good. Yeah, and Ford, in terms of their product line, they have they have their fleet division. They're gonna be. Uh, they're going to be selling to government agencies. That's always a solid dollar. Mm -hmm. The F-150 will never go out of style.
1: Right.
2: Um, they still have the, uh, what is it? The, uh, the transit, the transit van. Oh, right.
0: Sure. And that's Uh, excellent for city, city, uh, you know, small mom and pop type businesses for sure.
2: Yeah. Oh gosh, that's another political thing. Mom and top businesses. I I, I don't want to dwell on the quarantine because every single podcast started. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: We're, we're gonna get out of it. We are gonna get out of it. But I'm gonna give you or as we as we come up to the top of the hour, Brian. I want to give you final turn behind the wheel. Go ahead. I'll okay. Let you, promotion or whatever you want to do. It's yours.
2: Oh, cool. Yes. Regular car reviews on. YouTube you can type or if you don't even want to do that you can just type in regular car reviews in Google we are the first two pages of that nice uh regular regular car review, regular cars on Twitter and regular car reviews on Instagram
0: awesome and for those that haven't been following it it's definitely worth a a check out you're going to laugh i mean i i've been uh as I'm on my treadmill or wherever, it's staying in shelter mode, uh, but enjoying them. It's a great, yeah. it's a great way to pass, uh, walking on a treadmill or what have you. So I'm telling you, it's <laughs> you check it out. <laughs> well, man, oh, thanks thank for, you so like, much. Thanks for being on the show, and I really appreciate the time. And uh, like to see, uh, love to see the Falcon in person
1: someday.
2: Okay, cool. Everything goes well. We'll be at. Uh... Uh, Chrysler, or excuse me, Ford Nationals at Carlisle
0: this Outstanding. All right, man. Thank you so much for being here. All
2: right. Thank you.
0: Special thanks goes out to Mr. Regular. Really do appreciate being part of the CFC show this week. We are all counting on you to come back next week for more automotive fun. So I'll leave you with drive well, be well, take
1: care.